0: Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Every single spring, that first day that I walk outside and I see that yellow dust all over my truck, I'm like, that is Satan's dandruff. It destroys me. I legitimately can't go outside for longer than three minutes because my eyes get swollen, my eyes get puffy, my nose gets congested, and I just simply can't breathe luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies we can live claritin clear with claritin d designed for serious allergy sufferers claritin d has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better this double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing A runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. When I started taking Claritin-D about two months ago, I can finally get back outside and play pickleball again, which is what I love to do, but I couldn't do it because my allergies were so bad. Claritin-D has legitimately allowed me to go outside again, ready to live life as if you don't have allergies It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Today's podcast is brought to you by ELIC. Listen, if there's one thing you know... I love knowing that hope is getting slung to humans, not just here in America, not just in Great Britain, but all over the planet. And so listen, there is an organization called ELIC that's dedicated to slinging hope and equipping people by sending people to teach English in a lot of unreached areas. All right, they provide training, support, and a team of passionate people who are ready to make a difference. So listen, if you're a college student, a recent graduate, or like someone that's fitty like me, and has got a little bit of time, ELIC has a program for you. For example, they've got a two to six week program, right? So like you can go two weeks, you can go six weeks. It's an option in the summer that's perfect for college students or recent graduates, or I don't know, if you got two to six weeks in the summer it's perfect for you if you're ready to create hope with a global impact i need you to visit elic.org human hope now this is what i want you to do even if you're just kind of like i don't know this for me all y'all right now it helps me and it's going to help not only you but people around the world go visit elic.org human hope Hey, hey. Come on, come on. Hey. Men, women, and children. Moms are in the building. Hey. What is going on, human health familia? Well, uh, welcome to. <laughs> welcome to the new decade of my life. That's right. I am um, officially. Fitty. It's your birthday. It's your birthday it's your birthday we're gonna party like it's super i mean it's perfectly adequate that uh appropriate, sorry this rose report that 50 cent is the one that sings a birthday song because i'm 50 do, do i sound it do i sound any different i feel different and the only reason i feel different i feel exhausted right now I'm t- can you can you tell that i've only been awake for 15 mi- <laughs> 15 minutes <laughs> I'm tired. Oh my gosh, I'm so tired. And I think the reason why I'm so tired is that I decided to, uh, on my 50th birthday, to do like this big bodyweight workout. Not big bodyweight, just it was only 16 minutes, but I did this bodyweight workout. And then I went and played pickleball in a pickleball tournament. And I I won, by the way, because when you're 50, you're good at pickleball. But there was just a lot of movement. I haven't been able to walk correctly since then. So yeah, I'm sure I'm going to have thoughts on being 50 soon. I did say this yesterday on my Instagram. I said, um, the only advice I have is stop caring what people think and just care for people. And I was like, Oh, it just kind of came out of nowhere. Maybe that needs to be like a bumper sticker or something. Or no, I think I said, stop caring what everybody thinks and just care for everybody. I don't know what's better people or everybody stop caring what people think and just care for people. Stop caring what everybody thinks and just care for everybody you all right, y'all tell me which one which one sounds better. Maybe we'll put it on a shirt. Also, I'm done with tour. I'm off tour and so grateful. What an incredible experience. I, I, I did the math, ended up speaking to over 125,000 people over the course of a month, like live breathe, breathing souls. You know, I, I just, I'm just getting started, right? Like I, I, I didn't even like, I just got management at 49 years old. I just decided to like, I just did my biggest speaking tour at 49 years old. I just headlined my first tour at 49 years old. Y'all quit acting like you ain't got time. Quit acting like you you got passed by by mother time and you ain't got time to chase your dreams. No, it is time now. This, this is not what this podcast is about, but I just wanted to encourage some of you that are seasoned that I got you. All of you, and I need all y'all 20s and 30s that listen to this. To know, holy cow, here's the deal. Nobody is promised tomorrow. I'm not promised 51. So I'm going to do everything I can at 50. Do it while you can. So, you know, don't think to yourself, oh, you know what, I I got 10 years to get that done. No, you don't. Chase after fun. Chase after joy. Chase after peace. Chase after healing. All those things right now. Don't wait. Okay, enough. Somebody... That I know gets overlooked a lot are working moms. That's right. The workplace isn't set up for parents. It's not set up for mothers to thrive. Honestly, uh, being a working mom, it just doesn't work. So maybe you're not supposed to do both at the same time. Is that is that what what the thought is? And our next guest was crushing the work scene. An anchor on Good Morning America, building her career in TV. And she always carried the tension as what should she be doing? Is her role to work, or is her role to be a mom and raise her children? Today we've got Paula Ferris on the show. She is an encourager. She's an advocate. Oh man, y'all y'all about to jump out your skin! And she's a mom. I'm Paula Ferris. This is I I love that this is it. Actually, says this on her bio is a disruptive and empowering leader who loves to affect change and encourage others to become their best selves. Y'all ain't even ready. I need every mother that is listening to this right now. If you're a grandmama, great grandmama, just a mama or gonna be a mama. If you're a woman, even if you don't have kids and you wanna feel the empowerment of a woman that is busting walls down and telling um, the status quo that no, it doesn't have to look the way it's always looked. We don't have to be judged the way we're always judged. I can work and raise my kids and love my kids and be a great mom. This is a podcast for you. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy my conversation with Paula Ferris. Human Hope Familia, I've got Paula Ferris herself with her her blue hoodie that says, Jesus loves you. And then I think she's got a water bottle in one hand and coffee in the Mm -hmm. other hand. Paula, say hi to the Human Hope family.
1: Hello, Human Hope family. And I would have my soda can in my third hand but i don't have a third hand but i love beverages
0: you do you just love beverages in general
1: well i just think it's like any any busy mom at any time has like seven different bottles yeah cans mugs on their desk right absolutely and we have to and we have to take all of them with us in the car yes
0: too you know Mm -hmm. um on, uh, I, I don't know if it was Ocean's Eleven, Brad Pitt, I think it's a thing where in every scene he's in, he's eating something. I, I think that's a thing. And so, so <laughs> are you telling me that if, if there was a movie of your life, your thing would be you would be drinking something in every scene that you're in?
1: I'm really thirsty really? all the time. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or what, sure. but I'm parched just, I wake up in the middle of the night. I I'm at that stage of life where I have water bottles by my I, bed too. Because
0: I mean, I'm always thirsty. Oh my thirsty. gosh, that it's me too. <laughs> I I did like like I was in a hotel last night and I like now I like go and I make sure that I fill up a little, little water bottle, put it next to my bed, just in case I wake up at three A. M. and I'm like no, I just need, I need a little soothing mm-hmm. in my mouth. Yeah.
1: Yes. Just in case. I mean, I feel like I wake up a solid three to four oh. times a minute. Oh,
0: there's the no just in case anymore.
1: No, that has come with the advanced yeah. age. <laughs> so <laughs> it it's, it's the gift that keeps on. I,
0: I love it. I Well, right? I, I'm appreciate appreciative that you're drinking all of your beverages on the show. So listen, if you're, if you are uh, watching on YouTube, you get to actually see uh, Paula, Paula drinking her beverages. But if you're just listening, just trust me. She is, and, and what, What's on, what's on the shirt here? What do we got going on here?
1: Okay. It says Jesus yeah. loves you, which my teenage daughter yeah. wanted this sweatshirt for, for yeah. Christmas and and it's been out of stock. And so it just returned to inventory. And so I ordered like seven of them. It says, uh, Jesus loves you. Love people. Be genuine. And don't oh, that's stop. That's cool. Basically, don't be a jerk. Yes, Don't be oh my a jerk. God.
0: We can do an entire podcast episode on that. Don't be mm-hmm. a jerk. Be
1: a jerk, yep.
0: Well, I I mean, that could be part of the podcast because we are talking about uh, you're in my parenting series, Paul. Like, like when I asked you to be mm-hmm. on the podcast, it was, it was the parenting series. And what was the first thing you said when, when, yeah. uh, when you saw me?
1: Well, uh, you want me on a parenting series, Carlos, which is weird because <laughs> did you know that I'm a terrible parent? No, I like didn't. me. I, Come you, on, you are really not,
0: you are not whatever. <laughs> I watch you on Instagram. You're the perfect parent.
1: No, I am not a perfect parent, <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, I, I trust me. My kids know that. Like, like my kid, uh, my youngest, did something for me today. He goes, I just don't want you to be mad today, uh, mom. Oh, so like no i i just want to i just want to throw that out there i love my kids fiercely. Yes, there it is i don't i am not a perfect parent and my children are not perfect right. children and guess what well perfection is unattainable yes. and if you strive for perfectionism in parenting um in relationships yep. you're going to disappoint you yourself so i just i i am thriving in the mediocre let's go
0: let's, of parenting. let's thrive in that i am all of us need to get to that point yes. where, where we are thriving in that why, why don't you just you know just go ahead and start and, Unpack your family for us. Mm-hmm. Like, like give us a little, yeah, give us a little overview sure. of, of, of what the household mm-hmm. looks like.
1: Sure. Um, I have a high schooler, a middle schooler, and an elementary schooler. So my kids are spread out in age right now, which means I'm driving all the oh, time. Yeah. So my oldest is almost 16. So I have a daughter and two okay. boys. So my, she, Caroline is almost 16. JJ is almost 14. And Landon is 9. So they're going into 10th grade. Eighth grade and fourth wow. grade, so we're a little all over yeah. the place, but it is beautiful chaos. Yeah. What's crazy? We lived. We live in South Carolina now, and you guys are yeah. in Tennessee. I don't know what the driving restrictions and requirements are like in Tennessee, but you know, we moved. I'm a Midwestern okay. kid, born and raised. Shout out to Michigan. Out. Met, married my co- Shout out. Uh, met, married my college sweetheart. We met at a small school in Ohio. He's from Indiana, lived in Chicago. Then we moved to New York in. I was working at ABC News and and Good Morning America. So we blew up our lives and moved to South Carolina at the beginning of the pandemic. Okay. Just needed a hard reset. Did not know. (laughs) Now, I love the South, but you can basically drive at three years old here. So my daughter is 15 and a half and driving by herself with a restricted oh, license. Wait,
0: are, wait, wait, wait. Which is, you're telling me in South Carolina, yes. you can be 15 and a half yes. years old and solo mm-hmm. in the car.
1: So low, so low. She can even pick up a sibling. Now there are certain restrictions. Yeah. Uh you can't, you're not supposed to drive, you know, at, at dark. But my daughter's like, nobody cares about that mom. And I'm like, uh, I do. Okay. But in South Dakota, so like I thought this was really weird because I didn't really start driving till I was a junior. Right in high school in Michigan. And I was also young for right. my grade, but South Dakota must be something about the yes. South States. South Dakota, South Carolina, South Dakota. You could drive with a restricted license at 14 what? and a half. I don't believe this. I mean, I swear <laughs> I saw it. I, the internet no, doesn't, it doesn't lie. It Carlos, it doesn't. the internet told me that you can be 14 and a half and have a restricted license. Oh, are you, are you Googling I literally it right, right
0: now? now? Right now, like I'm looking it up, and you are completely Right that is obscene that you literally can do that at 14 oh my gosh you know what in australia my pastors told me this in mm-hmm. australia they literally don't let you drive until you're 17 and a half wow yeah.
1: not even like behind uh-uh. the wheel with a with nope. a driver's 70, and permit then,
0: and then like even huh. at 18 like like there you have a different colored license plate so everybody knows that you're you've only been driving uh. for yeah all the, it's crazy that's crazy
1: that's actually really smart because I tried to put like one of those flaming yellow caution new driver stickers on yeah. my daughter's car. And she's like, yeah. no, mamas. But to have a different colored yes. license plate, that's yes, actually like that. really smart. But but if you think about it, I mean, kids have been operating sure. equipment like on the oh, farms, yeah. agriculturally. Yeah. Since they were real young, like my kids are all pretty yeah. proficient on a yes. golf cart. so naturally, <laughs> naturally they can drive. Oh I mean, yeah, let,
0: let's be honest, South Dakota, they, they're they're probably on <laughs> tractors, you know, when they're eight years old, you know, like yeah. hay already. So like, what's what's a car? Totally,
1: and that's why they needed these kids to be able totally. to get back to the farm. <laughs> and help out because I need my kid to come back to the farm, right? And help out at home. That's what you
0: need. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so we, we got the ages of the kids here and let's do this. Let's do this. So for the human hope listener that's listening right now and they're like, okay, Carlos, why, why exactly did you bring Paula on here besides both of you are figuring out how it's old a good question. Yeah, how I don't old your know. kids are. Well, uh, no, th- this is this is one of the reasons why. Well, a because you mm-hmm. know I I I love that you have you have this family structure and dynamic that you coexist in being a mom and the chaos of everything driving everyone around all these things, but you're also running a company. Mm-hmm. You're also writing books. You're also hosting your own podcast. You're also doing things that you know. You're not just staying at home with the kids. You're not just, uh, which isn't bad. There's a lot of people Mm -hmm. that feel called to do that. No. Right? But but where I wanted to go in this conversation is I I have a lot of my listeners that, I mean, literally I will get emails going like, I I don't even like to tell people what I do because immediately they're going to judge me. So before we even start to where you're at now… Take us back mm-hmm. to what you were mm-hmm. doing in your career in your life when you when you first decided yeah. to have a family, uh, and kind of what that looked like, and where wh- what you were doing.
1: I was working in media. You were, and yes, I was working in television news and TV. It's kind of like coaching; you work your way up from from the pee wee league, yeah. and then you coach your high school, and then <laughs> and then college, oh, and then a pinnacle is the NFL. This, yeah. So. Yeah, so that's what I was doing. I was b- building my career in television news. Okay. Started real at the started at the bottom, started as a PA making $7 an hour and worked my way up okay. in different markets, Dayton, Cincinnati, Ohio, okay. Chicago, and then New York and was a- anchoring Good Morning America weekends uh-huh. and and then I co-hosted The View and but you know, worked my butt off. Yeah. But I always carry that tension, Carlos, always as a as a mother who who also you know, has a job in the workplace, yeah. you know, working moms, all moms work, we you know right. that. But the the tension I carried as a working mom was, is that my role mm. to work? Shouldn't I be home raising the children? Mm. That's what certainly the constructs that I grew sure. up in, you know, and, and in the faith circles, uh-huh. which did a really proficient job of telling me what my role was. Right. And um, that was literally the main tension that I carried. Huh. And I was like, is this tension coming from like my head or my heart. Wow. Where's is, is it is it real? Yeah. And I pumped the brakes in 2018. I was real burnt out. I was this this is it, at the so-called height of my career okay. when I was anchoring GMA, Good Morning America, and I was co-hosting the View yeah. and I really felt God just saying, you need to like, you need to pump the brakes oh. because I and I do think like the workplace isn't set up to, it's not set up for parents, for mothers to thrive, you know, and, you know, being a working mom just doesn't work. And so part of that was like, okay, so maybe that is like, maybe we're not supposed to do both Mm. at the same time. Right. You know, so, so I pumped the brakes in 2018, stepped into a much less prestigious position at ABC news. I was just a general correspondent. So it's like demoting yourself from the head coach to like the video coordinator, you're still on the roster, you know, but I really felt like that's what I was supposed to do, and then I mommed hard, you know? And then I lost my job in 2020, like a lot of other moms. And so, like, the pendulum swung to the other side. I let go of our babysitter. So, like, it's the first time I'd ever had to mom without a childcare safety net. We moved to South Carolina starting over, and, like... Trying to navigate, like I, I went from one side to the other, yeah. and I realized, like, as long as I'm putting, whether my identity is in motherhood or my identity is in my job, it's in the wrong thing, hmm. right? I don't put your identity in, in something that's going to shift and shake. But this, you know, we're not set up in society as mothers. Um, we don't have a realistic measuring stick of what it means to be a working wow. mom, and so I. When, you know, we moved down here, I really like I lost my job. I didn't know what I was going to do next. And I've had a, a heart for a long time for mothers in the workplace mm-hmm. because of the tension that I carried because of the the marginalization of mothers. Let's yeah, just be honest. Yeah. You know, motherhood is not celebrated in this yeah. country. It's, you know, from a very tactical, practical, factual standpoint, once you become a mother, you're paid less, yep. you're passed over on promotions, and you're scrutinized. So motherhood's not celebrated. Huh. And there's something called the motherhood tax and the motherhood penalty. So I was like, does God want me to do something about huh. this? Or do I get back into TV? news because huh. that would be sure the safe choice and so i decided to become a founder and an entrepreneur which might be the dumbest thing i've ever done because i don't know anything about it and it keeps me up at night but like there's nothing i'd rather be doing oh <laughs> you know gosh. then so i I formed carry yep. carry media we want to carry the burdens of working moms because we know most moms have to work yeah. Okay, that's just the reality. We don't have the privilege of staying home. Absolutely. Um, but most most moms have to work and let's not demonize the ones that want to work. Right. But we also want to k- help carry the burdens of working moms to make sure that the workplace works for moms, wow. to make sure that motherhood isn't marginalized, to make sure that motherhood is celebrated. So we provide load lessening content. And so I formed Carrie a couple years ago and here I am working from my home, in my basement. I understand that this is a privilege to do so, to have my children just 10 feet away. Yeah so i don't have to raise my the level of my voice to that penetrating <laughs> decibel you know but it is it's you know something god put on my heart yeah. changed directions pivoted yeah. and i'm super fulfilled uh. like i just i really this is the season of calling i'm just i i love it it's stressful yes, yes. but um i really like it's a, at the end of the day it's about strengthening families yeah. it's about supporting mothers in the workplace yes. Again, because most moms have to work, yeah. 70% will be the primary breadwinner and we can unpack all of yeah, this. I'm I, ready. I, I mean, I'm I, just just so a, I just got into a, I just got into a huge discussion with my siblings and my mother ah. over coffee the other yeah. day about the work that I'm doing. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah. Okay.
0: So, so I am, I am a fly sitting on the wall of your conversation uh-huh. with your sibling and your mother. And 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 as much as you 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 feel free to be able to share, like like what what's the premise mm-hmm. there? What what's the premise of that conversation? What is what was huge about that conversation? The
1: premise is it's the woman's role to raise the children and stay home because they're more nurturing, and it's the man's job to provide and protect. Mm. That's the premise. Yeah.
0: And was it an argument or was it a was it a?
1: No, it was a discussion. Is a discussion. But I'm like, really? I know that. Okay, so if if it's the man's job to protect and he's stronger. Which I agree, like men are, I think, are born wanting to protect Then sure. Why shouldn't they be the ones that are protecting the children and with them all the time? Mm. You know, so like, I think so much and so much of what we've learned is very generational. Yeah. From the 1950s and 60s. Yeah. It's very generational too from the faith constructs. I dove into my new book, You Don't Have to Carry It All, Ditch the Mom Guilt and Find a Better Way Forward. I really unpacked this um, in chapter five. Okay. So the book is about like how and why we can give working moms the support they yeah. need and deserve. And it's countless interviews, sociologists, historians, theologians, moms from all walks, thought leaders. I mean, I really dug into like how do we get here? Yeah. You know, be- because it's different in this country than really any other country. Raising a family is much more difficult here. Uh, mom guilt doesn't really exist outside of the United States. Mothers here are carrying much more. So we're not only in the workforce more and carrying more of the paid labor, we're carrying the majority of the unpaid mm. labor at home, too. So we're burnout at record levels. So, but chapter five for me was like the hardest and most freeing chapter to write because it's what is scripture say about a woman's role, a mother's yeah. role in society and at work and home. And I interviewed Lisa Turkers from Proverbs 31 yeah. Ministries and her head of theology Because when I, you know, even my mom to this day, like, you know, she's like a woman's role, you know, she's supposed to be there to raise the children. And she had a hard time with me working Mm. and being the primary breadwinner for some time. And honestly, that was hard for me, too, because I knew I was like, am I going against what God wants for me? You know, but but realizing that. Like we were born, Adam and Eve, it says in Genesis 1 that we were born to subdue the earth together. Uh-huh. To That doesn't say that the the woman stays home and cooks and clean and the man's off, you know, doing his thing. We're subduing together and the most traditional American families were producing together, laboring together, parenting together. It really wasn't until the 50s and the Industrial Revolution when we said, hey, dude, go get a job and if you can't provide for this family, you're a loser. You know, if you can't provide for this family, you're a failure. So we pushed men out of the home and we pushed women out of the workplace thinking that that would create these ideals, but... Even in the 50s, you look at the 50s, Carlos, what was good for part of the people, part of the time, you know, let's go back to those, let's go back to that era, right? Well, guess what? Black people were forced out of the workforce, and women were pretty much forced out of the workforce, and poverty, a third of the country was in poverty, and teen pregnancies were on the rise, and men came home with lipstick on their collars, but the women couldn't do anything about it because they couldn't get a job in the workforce, and if they did, they were paid, you know, substantially less, so, uh, you know, it's like nostalgia gets us every time, because we want that time. feeling. Oh, yeah. But we don't want the reality. No. But again, see, hearing what God says about it, the Proverbs 31 woman who we think about, oh, she was domestic. No, she was like a baddie. Yeah. She was a manager, a negotiator. She was in the market every day. She bought a field with her earnings. Um, she like the her community relied on her. Mm. She was the stability of the community. Yeah. And so I feel like like that doesn't sound like a, a domestic housewife to no. me. That sounds like somebody like and and I'm like, "Oh, so okay, huh. You know, I'm starting to to hear all of these stories, you know, biblical stories yeah. of women who worked. Yeah. And we have demonized work yes. in the Christian circles. Yeah. And you know, the best families are the families where you're both raising the children yes. and where you're both working together and and that's why i think you know i'm not just like everybody works sure. it's being a working parent should work the workplace and society and culture should value you as a parent first because parenting is one of the most important roles that in society yeah. and we're not only creating the future generation and future labor force, which if we don't have a labor force, we cannot grow our economy. Right. OK, so like we're doing we're we are we are an inherent part of the economy. But allow us to be a parent first. Yeah. Don't make don't force me to make a decision. So, I, I, you know, being a working parent should work. Don't allow don't force me to compromise. Yeah. I'm always going to choose my kids first. But realize I bring something really unique to the table. Yeah. As a parent, it's grown my capacity in courage and vision and leadership and efficiency and empathy and emotional IQ. It's a masterclass for leadership, right? So it's like, take care of parents. Take care of us. Don't force us out of the workforce. Most of us are working because we have to make sure it works for us. But again, getting back to the whole faith angle work has very much been demonized mm. for women. And the Christian the, the Christian circles, it's not just the Christian circles. You look at other traditions and cultures sure. that really diminish the roles of women in society and at home. But I wanted to speak to my own experience. But I have friends that are black hat Jewish uh-huh. or that are Muslim. Uh-huh. And same things are happening in their community. And that's a, the tension that a lot of women are carrying today. It's generational and it and it stems from the faith circles.
0: our next partner is athletic greens y'all know since the beginning of this podcast i've been taking ag1 by athletic greens literally every day why Well, because i had a bad belly like i went and got a colonoscopy they wanted to put me on all of these like ant- anti-acid stuff and i'm like no wait a second i think my gut is supposed to be making acid why would i want to take acid out of there i i heard that ag1 Helped with the gut. And I'm not kidding you. I started putting that in my coffee or my water every single morning, and my gut got better. All my problems went away. (laughs) And to go think I was going to start taking medicine, no, I started taking AG1. Okay, take it in the morning. Now, uh, you may be asking yourself, what in the world is AG1? Every single scoop or packet, single serving packet, is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients that give me major benefits. The gut support is huge, okay? Boosted energy, and someone says that it actually helps your hair, but I don't have any, so I can't tell you. So if you are looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs, which I take everywhere. With your first purchase, go to athleticgreens.com slash hope. That is athleticgreens.com slash hope. Check it out. Y'all know how much I love Indeed because Indeed helped me find Whitney from Wisconsin, which none of these podcasts you'd be listening to without Whitney from Wisconsin telling me, hey, have you recorded uh, the intro and the outro yet? Hello? Yeah, because I got matched with Whitney. Whitney is my assistant. Whitney, I don't know what other job sites Whitney put her resume on, but I know that Indeed was where my management team found her. Okay. Is hiring a challenge? You need Indeed. You need a hiring partner that can help you rise to the challenge. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. All in one place. So instead of spending hours on multiple job sites, searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed is a powerful hiring platform that can help you do all of it. All of it. So it's unbelievably powerful. And it delivers four times more hires than, ready for this, all other job sites combined. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash human hope. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash what? Human hope. Just go to indeed.com slash human hope and support the show by saying you heard about it on this podcast, indeed.com slash human hope terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed. where have you seen family and mothers working not demonized and done well around the world as you've have you have studied this as you've you've looked around are, are there are there pockets and cultures yeah. where 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 it's like oh my gosh look look at look what they're doing you know that we're not doing mm-hmm,
1: here mm-hmm. almost everybody but America wow it's like you know what what I realized too is studying yes parenting in other countries is difficult yes they're dealing with war and famine and sh- and and poverty But first of all, most parents are working globally because they have to. Mm. They don't don't have a choice, and they don't have a privilege to stay home. And that's the one thing I realized, that even staying home is a privilege. For me, to work from home is a privilege, a privilege that most parents don't have. But they work, but they take a great amount of pride, Carlos, in working and helping to contribute to the house. So the, the guilt isn't there. And the support is, the support Mm. from society, the support from... Um, the policymakers, it's expected that you have a village, that you have a family member living with you to help you. It's expected that you ask your friends, like the support is there. So it's not a stress and a strain to have a child to the extent it is here in America. The mentality in most countries is I am my brother's keeper. And so what that says is not only they value families, they value children because they realize these children, whether or not they're theirs, are the next generation they are the greatest natural resource of that country and it is up to them to help uh, nurture and foster these children into not just the labor force, but to good hu- be a, mm. a good human being, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's the attitudes and it's the policies. You know, you might get, and I know this is controversial sure. and I posted some stuff about, <laughs> yeah, we did have a, we had a subsidized childcare system yeah. after World War II called the Lanham Act, you know, and like we got it up and running in weeks. And I posted something about this recently and it, people were like, I don't want the government. I get that. Like, I totally understand that. Yeah. But like, what about child care tax credits? Mm. You know, like we get maybe 500 bucks here uh, and it's very much your kid, your problem. If you want to raise a kid here, it's your problem. Other countries, they have really substantial child care tax credits, Carlos. They have early education. So in a lot of countries, and especially Europe, starting at age two, parents can be expected to pay max 25 percent of early ch- early education really? if that and what it's doing is it's investing in these kids it's not just babysitting like they're actually learning and most stay-at-home moms as you would call them yep. i say slay-at-home moms slay-at-home moms love it slay-at-home moms my mother was a slay-at-home mom so yeah. um they're sending their children there too so it's really interesting to see you know i i nerded out the uh, in, in chapter was it chapter four, chapter three, the history of American families okay. and like how we got to this point and how the most traditional American family wasn't the fifties and sixties. It was actually the family that worked on the farm, right. you know, or they labored together, produced, raised the children together. And to see like this, this, I think what happened is in 19, after the war and the GIs came home, yeah. you know, the women had been in the workforce. Yeah. they they've had been in the factories. Yeah. And then most of them were like, I'm going to when they, when the men come back home, I'm going to leave. But they found so much fulfillment yeah. and really started to enjoy it. But the GIs came home and the women were, were told that they were a menace if they had any aspirations outside of the home. And they thought that they were creating these these, you know, really refined structures and roles right like the men go to the go to work and the women stay home okay so conversely after world war ii in europe they had a much different response okay they lost all of their men right Right. and their men were also their labor force so who did they turn to Mm. to fuel the labor force and to resupply their <laughs> their yeah. population, women. Yeah. So they needed the women to have babies and repopulate, but they also needed them to work. And so they just, they didn't necessarily do it out of like, moral fortitude It just it was just necessity yeah. they had to create policies and they had to create an, a societal platform that allowed these women to have babies and return to the workplace without compromising who they were as mothers wow. right yeah. and so it's so interesting the two different reactions to world war ii
0: that's fascinating and i people
1: you know people will say like oh they're 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 socialists and not every country is socialist right. that has really good family totally. uh, you know family care and child. Policies and again, like dear God, we are. Are we going to just say we're about families, but not because right. we say we're about families? But like, what the heck are we actually doing for families? Yes. Like, if you're going to be pro-life, let's be pro-life the whole life. Let's help families. It is a stress and strain to have children in this country. That's why we continue to have fewer and fewer children. And again. This is impacts all of us because the fewer kids we have, the, the, the dim, more diminished our labor force becomes. And if we don't have a labor force, we cannot grow an economy. Yeah. So yeah, you, you say
0: mm-hmm. um, find a better way forward a, a mm-hmm. better way forward what g- give us some examples as a mom is listening to this right now and she's yeah. like okay like mm-hmm. maybe maybe I'm, I'm hearing Paula and I'm like okay I, I can see how I'm gonna t- ditch some of this guilt like I'm getting rid of it like I've had it but like what's what is the way forward what what what? Where, where yeah. where are we heading like like help us get there
1: yeah, for sure. I, you know, I, I don't want this to be like Debbie Downer. I, you know, as a sure as a journalist, you know, you're like you have to give the facts and peel the band aids off. Band aid off. Sure. But I want people to know like there is a better way forward. I think we're moving in the right direction. This next generation gives me so much hope. Yeah, that there's not this that the burden is not on the woman and the expectation to carry it all. Yeah. to do it all. You know, I, I think so many women because we're, we're burnt out because we don't have a realistic measuring stick of what uh-huh. it means to be a working mom in this country. We feel lots of guilt. But I will say for the mother who feels guilt, look, the majority of mothers are working today because they have to most will be the primary breadwinner. And your child, according to statistics, is better off because you're working. Wow. And the reason being like sons of working moms grew up to be better partners. And I, you, you start to see this already in this next generation sure. where the, me- the fathers are like, they're part of it. You know, and I think like take your paternity yeah. leave because that changes the dynamic from the beginning. The mother is not the default and she's not expected to carry everything from the get-go. Right. But your child's better off for you working, especially your sons, mm. okay? Like your kids get to see uh your kids get to to like for me I have friends that really are investing in my children too. Yeah. Um you don't it it's not normal and mom guilt doesn't exist to the extent it, it in other countries. Most moms are working because it's they have to and they take a lot of pride in it. It's very American. The guilt wow. is very American because we are expected to carry it all, yeah. to do it all with a smile on our face. We can't ask for help because we're weak or we're a failure. And it's up to us as moms to say, you know what, like my kids are gonna be just fine. Yeah. They're gonna be fine. So much of the guilt is it, it's it's generational. And it's internalized yes. um, upon us, but your kids are going to be just fine. In fact, they're going to be better off. And it and and like you're you're bringing your skills that mm. you learned from specifically from motherhood and parenting, whether the baby grew in your heart or your tummy. Mm-hmm to the workplace you you are adding something to the workplace but we do need the workplace to work for parents yeah. it doesn't right now and I, that's what we're fighting for at Carrie. you know like uh behind the scenes yes. you know we yes we provide load lessening content we're working moms well, But well, like, well, explain we, that we really Ex- want explain
0: that the, mm-hmm. you're providing what is this content you're providing
1: we have a newsletter a weekly okay. newsletter called the carry out okay. which is a, a free resource yeah. um it's it's like tips it's helpful it's it's load lessening it takes a a load off of your Uh plate right it's a so it's for working moms and by working moms called the carry-all and yeah so we're building a strong engaged audience of working moms and then behind the scenes we're working with corporations i'm speaking at corporations to you know encourage them to invest in who i believe to be the top talent top employee talent which is mom moms i mean if you give a mom like two hours like she can get everything done totally. she's you know parents parents and mothers are like some of the most efficient loyal productive employees you can find yes. but you need to support them and the workplace is changing yeah. it needs to change the hours the structure is very yeah. archaic make the workplace work for mothers and for parents because they comprise 70 percent of the workplace but they're also going to be like literally one of the best employees that you can find so take care of them
0: you know, I see how the workplace is changing and how you, even more and more, uh, it, the availability for for moms to work and honestly do it remotely and stay at home. And there are a lot of things that are setting yeah. up, I, I do feel like are setting up moms to freaking take over like they should have, you know, initially, I, I think, you know, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of men that may be listening, well, I don't have a lot of men that listen to my podcast, but the ones that do, um, <laughs> the, 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 the ones that do are probably like, yeah, I mean, I, let's be honest, like, Moms can figure out, you know, how to do this. You're, yes, you're solving problems can.
1: all the time. Like it, it's just we're, resourceful. we're just so resourceful. Which is crazy. But which is crazy why we're pushed out yes, of the workplace. It's that's, that's what's crazy. It's like, I think moms need to rebrand, Carlos, Come because on. there's the perception of mothers and then there's the reality. The perception is we're counting Cheerios, we're a risk, yeah. we're a liability, we're not leaders anymore. The reality is, you want to know what the reality oh, is? Yeah. Um, I was just equipped with capabilities I didn't have before I became a mom. I am efficient as heck. Oh, yeah. I am more empathetic scientifically. Oh, yeah. My capabilities, my capacity, my courage. I'm a better visionary and leader because yes. of motherhood. Not in spite oh. of it. And most companies would rather work for a mom-led company. Yes. Like we have to show there, there ha, there's a better way forward. Let's And I'm seeing it already happen. Yeah. But motherhood, mothers, oh, we need to be celebrated first and foremost yes. instead of scrutinized. We should not, There's the expectation shouldn't be that if you want to move up in your career, you have to forsake your family. That's BS, okay? Right, right. Let's just be honest. Like, celebrate that motherhood has made me an ideal employee. Yes. Okay? And realize you're going to have to, as companies, you have to start measuring the measurables. And those policies that you have changed and implemented to help value parents and mothers are going to be good for everybody on your roster. And at the end of the day, Carlos, it's not just... Parents that want flexible time, that want a four-day work week, that yeah. want hybrid location—like ninety-five percent of employees across the board want flex schedules. Yeah. almost eighty-five percent want hybrid locations. Pilot four-day, four-day pilot weeks have become transformative for culture and mental health. People just want something different. In sure. America, we live to work instead of working to live. We have it backwards. We're so materialistic, and this is a whole another argument that I got into with my siblings. Yeah. Well, you know, if we if we didn't want so much, we didn't wouldn't have to have two people working Oh wow! which i i think to a degree there is that sure. but it, but why is it always the mother that has sure. to there's nothing biblical <laughs> yeah. okay that says that the woman's role no there's is nothing in the kitchen nope. okay nope. i mean you look at all of the there's so many powerful women in the old testament and the new testament yes that god used yes and and you know women we've gone from describing ourselves to like hard-working and industrious but you see the generational mm-hmm. twist now we're Nurturers and we're broken and, and we're burnout. out. Right. It's very like the messages that we hear are very generational. And men, like you guys are not impervious to your own set of toxic messages. Right. Carlos, you're only you're you're only good to this family if you can provide. Right. Right. And so men grow up with that too, thinking oh, that, yeah. that I have to provide or I'm a failure. Yes. yes. That's not biblical either. Yes, I think men like we were subduing the earth together and yeah. working together. Yes, I think men. Are wired to want to protect sure I'm not sure I feel like the providing that's up for argument I think that's I think those that's what we've grown up with that's Uh the just expectation so I guess I am wired that way right I love I guess I am wired to stay home no that's maybe a societal message so it's like yeah just really breaking down what's truth and what's not
0: I have to confess something my favorite 40 ounce trek tumbler from simple modern i let my son take it to camp and he lost it so he had to order me another one that's right you've probably seen simple modern's 40 ounce trek tumbler all over instagram or all over my instagram for sure because everybody's got it right they're the perfect perfect tumbler for everything you need and they're not as expensive as the one with the little logo on it that you're thinking that's right fastest growing company, one of the fastest growing companies that's one of the top drinkware providers to Target, Walmart, and Amazon. That is Simple Modern. And check this out. As the weather starts to cool down, they've got great coffee drinking options and continue to have one of the hottest tumblers, that's right, the one that I'm drinking out of all the time. They also have an NFL license So you can slap that football logo of your favorite team and either be depressed or excited every time you drink out of your mug or tumbler or whatever it is. And this is what I love about Simple Modern. The best part is they actually give 10% of their profits to nonprofits that are committed to fighting human trafficking, solving the water crisis, helping education, and ending homelessness. I love it. So... I love my 40 ounce Trek tumbler that my son is going to get me because he lost mine. And I need you guys to go to www.simplemodern.com slash human hope. And by sharing your email, you'll get a unique discount code just for you or bundle and save for back to school. This should be your go-to brand for your family. And let me just be honest with y'all. When you just take 15 seconds and Type in www.simplemodern.com slash human hope. It helps me. You want to help me? I'm trying to help you. Visit simplemodern.com slash human hope. Y'all know my favorite brand of children's vitamins. And no, it's not the candy ones that we ate in the 80s shaped like cartoon characters. No, I want you to know that there are children's vitamins that are actually healthy for your kids. The rest of them are candy in disguise, most of them filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and all that gummy junk that your kids don't need. Haya was created to solve the problem. It is a pediatrician-approved, super-powered chewable vitamin. Now listen, Haya fills in the most common gaps in modern kids' diets to provide the full-body nourishment our kids need with that yummy taste that they love. It's formulated with the help of nutritional experts. Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, folate, and so many more that help support immunity, energy, brain function, mood, concentration, teeth, bones. I don't know, maybe they'll even help your kids make the bed. No, I'm just that is not what they do but they do so much, all right? So I, I've, I've loved over the last year taking them myself, honestly, because they taste so good. I give them to my teenagers. That's right. And I need to let you know that also, also you can decorate the bottle with stickers that come with the first order. <laughs> come on. Um, we have worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling kids vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. I mean, just you got to just give that a shot, right? I mean, it's almost giving it to you. To claim this deal, you gotta go to higherhealth.com slash human hope. This deal is not available on the regular website. So go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash human hope to get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Good night nurse Pollock. I mean just dropping them Thank left you. and right I mean it's it's so <laughs> good you know and and, and it's actually un, I mean and here's the other thing that you probably run across it's really uncomfortable for people to have this conversation because what it does it's uncomfortable because totally. it challenges absolutely everything that even maybe up mm-hmm. to the point of hitting play on this podcast there has yep. been a Oh well, this is this is just this is how it's always been, and suddenly
1: Mm -hmm. hearing
0: a conversation, hearing you say things like this, really begin to. I mean, it's it it could create chaos let's just call it for what it is Absolutely. it could create chaos in the not only the systems of a family structure that america has has formed in you know since the 50s since leave it to beaver was on the air but it it can mm-hmm. create chaos in the and it is hopefully what you're trying to do is create chaos within the good chaos within the work structure yeah. you know with 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 what the expectations are and so mm-hmm. for for a mom that's listening to this right now that's like Okay, I freaking am here and feeling the Shira rise inside of me. I am feeling <laughs> Esther rising in, inside. I am a. I am. I'm feeling this, but I don't know how to have this conversation mm-hmm. with my mom, with my husband, with my because I. I. I have. I do know that people are going to feel unleashed in great ways when they hear this. This talk. So, help us with those steps. Like, how does somebody? begin to have these conversations in safe and grace-filled ways, but saying, you know what? I I am so much more than what I'm being given right now.
1: Yeah, and that, and it's really, to be honest, it's so hard. And that's why I wrote the book. I love to advocate yeah. for people. I, I am so passionate about advocating for mothers and for working moms. And that's why I wrote the book. Yeah. And I want it. It's like equal parts, helpful, hopeful. It's a hug and a sword. Yeah. It is your manual. It is like a tool belt of tools that you can use and research and, and data that, that can back you up. And you're like, oh, my gosh, that's why I was feeling the way I was feeling. Yeah. I had so many moments in writing the book and interviewing experts and historians and sociologists, I was like, Oh my gosh, I have so much. I've had so many blind spots, but I found so much freedom in writing it. Yeah. I would say, look, it is, it is hard for women to advocate for themselves. Yep. It's why we don't ask for, it's, it's one of the reasons, and I'm not going to put the onus on the marginalized person, which sure. is the mother. We, mothers make 70% of what fathers do. Uh-huh. Women, mothers of color make even less than that, Carlos, which is really sad. Yeah. A lot of it is there's not pay transparency, but we don't ask. And, and again, it's not all our fault. Okay. But men ask for raises. Right. 30 to 40% more and when they ask like more huh. more often and when they do ask they ask for 30% more than women do. Yeah. So it's like wh- why are we so uncomfortable advocating for our worth? It's right. just it's really it, it's it's really hard for women and I think a lot of it is it's that expectation know your place, right? Mm. Know your place. This is what you're created to do, but like God has created Yes, my kids are my world. Yeah. You know, they are they are my priority, but they're not my identity. Yes. You know? That's so my good. children are not my, my my job is not my identity. Yeah. My identity is in Jesus, okay? Yeah. I'm a believer. And that's not going to shift and shake. But if I pour my identity into my kids when they're off in college, uh-huh. I'm not going to know who I am. And I'm right. not going to know who my husband is. If I pour my identity my job, I'm not going to know who I am when my job changes. Yeah. Like, I've been, I've been on both sides of that <laughs> spectrum of just totally falling and failing. And But I would just say, look, you, you are so much stronger than you think you are. Yeah. And- you can carry it all Uh but you don't have to carry it all wow you do not have to carry it all any longer and know that like yes you have superpowers now that you have become a mother Mm -hmm. okay but that doesn't mean that that you need to carry every single thing what something that's given me a lot of freedom is just to know every day i'm gonna drop a ball i tell my kids mommy's not perfect you're not perfect i don't expect perfectionism from my kids Every day I go into it knowing I'm going to drop a ball, Carlos. Right, right. I have a glass balls and I have plastic balls. So which one? I'm going to drop the plastic balls because they bounce. Glass sure. ones shatter. Right. And so it forces me to drop the perfectionism yep. to accept that something's going to fall through the cracks today and that's okay. Yeah. I'm going to let the plastic ones because they're going to bounce. And, it, and you know what? Life's not going to stop. Right. But I'm going to stop trying to put everything and everyone on my shoulders. Yeah. Okay. Because yes, I can carry it all. But it gets real heavy. Yeah. And it's real uncomfortable. And it's not good for me. And yeah. it's not good for anyone in this family. <sighs> but women, like, know your worth. Yeah. Get uncomfortable advocating yes. for it. Like, like, especially mothers. Oh my gosh, you, you have been equipped with something that you didn't have before. Mm. Stand up. Know know that like the workplace is better with you in it. Yeah. Okay, um, but know your worth. Advocate for it. And I think how we really transform the next generation too, not just making sure that there's more mothers at the decision making table, but making sure that we're all reaching down. Women can be real hard on one another. Mm. Reaching down, grabbing another young yes. woman or woman who whatever. Yep. Bringing her up to the table yep. and making sure she has a seat and a voice. I love it. Okay? That you fought for that's hard for you. But maybe that's what you do. Yeah. You you advocate for another woman yeah. and you bring her to the table and you make sure that she has a voice. But you can't fight for your worth if you don't know it. Mm. So I want to say, women, you bring something so unique And different. Yeah. You bring an insight and value to society, to your homes, to the workplace that doesn't exist elsewhere. Women-led companies... It tend to be more profitable than men than male-led companies just this is not a, yeah. a case against no, men yeah. it's like making it and see here i am already apologizing making a case for women this is right. making a case for right. mothers not making a case against anybody yes. but the majority of of mom-led companies are more profitable more employees regardless of their status would rather work for a mother or, or women-led company because it tells them that they can dream big yes. but what's missing We got to invite other women to the table. Yeah, we got to know our worth. We've got to advocate for it, and then we got to bring other women to the table. And sometimes when we feel helpless and we're like, "I don't," I have a hard time advocating for myself. Advocate for somebody else. Mm. Bring that other woman to the table. That can sometimes be the most powerful thing that we can do. And that can bring that other woman to the table. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yes, and it, it'll so. it'll
0: spark. I think the you know the advocating for yourself. I, I'm I'm fired Absolutely up. I wish I was does. a mom. I, I'm like I'm literally like just fired up for the moms right now. There's so many that need yeah. that need to hear this. And okay, so so mm. how can people sign up for your newsletter and get this wisdom yes. every single freaking week?
1: Can I just say though that Carlos, you have one of the most important voices in gender equality. Men do, fathers do. It's this, and it might sound a little. Countercultural, but you're past this stage. But if you are a a father and you're a man, take your paternity leave, all of it. And if you don't have it, fight Fight for for it because what it does, fight for paternity leave. I think paternity leave creates gender equality like nothing else because, well, first of all, we've seen what it does with the bonding of your child, Mm. it increases the bonds with your child, it mitigates postpartum maternal depression. Uh So it increases and improves the relationship with your partner. But what it does is, out of the gate, it says, we're in it together. It changes the dynamic. It levels the playing field. Guess who's not the she fault or the the mom fault out of the gate where she's expected to to manage home, work, everything. And the man goes off back to work and he's celebrated for that, right? Because that's all he brings to society is a paycheck. No, we need men at home. We need fathers parenting their children. Get them at home from the very beginning and it it changes the dynamic. Okay, where can people find me? I just got chills because I get so fired up. Don't ever, don't ever get caught talking about this with me because I will back you into Let's a corner go. and talk your ear off. I'm so go. sorry. Hey, I'm well, so you're sorry. also on my
0: freaking podcast, which is the whole goal. Back me into a corner and talk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm on Instagram at Paula Ferris yeah. and Ferris is spelled with one R. One R. Just like Paris. Yes, with, with, oh, with an F. yes. Okay. Mm-hmm, but with an F. And um, so Carrie Media is the company that I formed to um, help carry the burdens of mothers. We have load lessening content. You can find all of that on CarrieMedia.com com and that's where you can sign up for a weekly newsletter, which is an incredible load lessening resource for working moms. Our community is growing. Again, it's a free resource called the Carry All. But yeah, reach out to me. I love to hear. I love, I just like at the end of the day, this is about supporting families. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's about. It's about increasing it's about supporting families, yeah. mothers, fathers, children. That's if we if we're going to be about families and say we support families and yeah. let's do it and I'm committed to that.
0: Well, so. you you are uh, this was I, I I actually I mean I knew I was going to live our conversation but I literally want to go freaking <laughs> bust down the wall and fight Oh, oh what what's happening? Oh.
1: Yes. And 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 my book, yes, you don't have to carry it all. Yes, come ditch on, ditch the mom guilt and find a better way Let's forward.
0: Let's go! Don't forget the book.
1: This is like I've heard from so many moms. They're like, I feel seen, I feel yeah. heard. This is the book we've been waiting for. It's really a rallying cry for motherhood and for mother for working moms. Yes. So, like, it it is your tool belt, it is your better way forward to help you navigate working and mommy, yeah. and it is your ammunition. Yeah. OK, when you're trying to have these uncomfortable conversations, yeah. it is. Oh, hi. Is Do I have a child? <laughs> yes. I have a child barging it. in. I love it. I love it. P- hi, honey. Perfect. You want to come here and say hi to Carlos real quick in the, in the audience? Per-
0: perfect way for this podcast hey, to end. Let, let's, t- let's see who, who. Hold on. Who is this person? This is
1: Landon. Hey, Landon. I'm going to put his headphone in. Landon, tell Carlos how. Oh, say hi. hi. What's up, Landon? Can you hear him? Can you hear me? Yeah. T- say, Am I a good mom or am I a bad mom? You can yeah, be honest.
0: Yeah. Tell us. Good. Oh, that's so sweet, Landon. <laughs> I love it.
1: Landon's nine. Oh, yeah. Okay, say bye to Carlos. Bye. See you, Landon. Hey, tell Carlos say 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 you're a good dad. Say it loud. What? <laughs> well, tell him that. Very good. Dad. Thanks, you're Landon. A good dad, L- they, this is a great.
0: <laughs> Landon's like, why would I say that to Carlos if what? I've never seen him parent before? What if he's a horrible father? I know.
1: Is he? A, is he even a dad? Yeah, is he?
0: we don't know my word Paula thanks for being on this has been amazing thank
1: you thank you so much I appreciate it Carlos
0: holy cow Paula Ferris moms you are so much stronger than you think you are you can carry all of it But guess what? You don't have to. You don't have to be perfect. And listen, it's not good for you or anyone in your family to carry all of it. I need you to know your worth and advocate for it. Know the workplace is better with you in it. And listen, brothers out there, fathers, you got some of the greatest voices available too. Take your paternity leave, right? Do out the gate, like say we're in this together. Thank you, Paula Ferris. And also thank you, Dr. Delight for giving us what we need right now. Hey, all right, friends. How'd you like the parenting series? Y'all ain't even ready for the next series. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, all right, guys. I got something special for you next week. Um, Can't wait for you to be here. And you know what? This has been the most listened to series that we've done so far. So I'm finding the pain points and we're going to heal them. See you guys next week.